0: Well,
1: some of the crowd are on the pitch. the on the This is Gary. This is Jish. Let's talk soccer slash football. Um, nice to be together again. Yep. Yeah, all, all of your exams are done for the school year. You are now officially an eighth grade student. One more year and then on to high school. Um, We hope everybody's doing well out there. Thank you guys for all that you're doing with us, especially on Instagram. If you haven't joined the party, please follow us um, and then join the conversation. We're just at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Easy to find and we got lots of great stuff, especially as we get closer to the World Cup. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But let's first – let let's. Go back in time not too long ago and, and talk about Fantasy Premier League and then start to look forward already to uh, the 18-19 season because it'll be here at the end of the summer. So um, people will start planning now um, and at least thinking about what their team's going to look like. So um, we've been looking on the Premier League website a little bit and found some good content that we wanted to share with you guys. Some tips. Um, maybe naming a couple of specific players, but more sort of concepts and themes to, um, explore and consider when you're putting your team together. And the first is, uh, the concept of a forward, an actual forward on their actual real life team, but labeled as a midfielder in, um, in fantasy. So examples zaha and uh, arnautovic yep <clears throat> um both over the course of the, their seasons took on larger roles and ended up top um for their teams for the most part midfielders are cheaper than um than forwards are uh so great value especially great value out of these guys um not super expensive, but extremely powerful um, and great bench players. So, of course, you're going to take a Sala or a De Bruyne and try to get as many of those big names as you can. But you will inevitably have to have um, some sort of quote unquote bargain players in there, too. So, these are two great examples. You know, look for players, look for midfielders especially, that play more of that forward role, but are just labeled and priced um, as midfielders. And we think that there uh, is a lot of value in that. So speaking of midfielders, a couple of bargain midfielders to talk about, not necessarily ones that play as forwards, but we're still talking midfielders here. Um, The set piece guys, the dead ball guys, Um, someone like a Milivojevic or Pascal Gross, um bargain in price without a doubt. But they're almost guaranteed to take the free kick or the penalty kick. Right. So. yeah, you're looking at about six million pounds or less as what we'd call maybe a bargain. Um <clears throat> you know, Milovoyevich uh was the penalty kick taker for Crystal Palace and believed that he had uh seven out of eight penalty kicks converted as goals. <clears throat> which is pretty great. Um, he also uh, takes corners and free kicks for them. So he started the the season at five million pounds, which is pretty amazing. So that's a lot of bargain for a player like that. Yeah, we said six million was
0: a uh, decent. Yeah, and five million. That's
1: right. That is that's great. the difference between getting another player you really really want and not. Mm -hmm. Pascal Gross as well um, had a great start to the season. The middle of the season was a little shaky for him, but then sort of the home stretch, which was a really nice way for him to wrap up that season. Uh, Speaking of Gross, he had more successful corners um, than any other player uh, in the league, which is, Pretty amazing. It helped him create eighty-two chances over the season. Only five players created more chances uh, throughout the entire campaign. Um, Thirty-six chances created from set pieces were Premier League high. So you look at someone like this, um, who start. He started at six million pounds. So Boyevich was at five. At the beginning of the season, Gross was at that six million uh, mark. Um, had 164 points over the season: seven goals, eight assists, and 24 bonus points. So, be mindful—not only be mindful of, but but go out and look for some of those bargain midfielders because there's there's a there's some good ones, um, and those are guys to get excited about. Yep. You can get a lot of value for a little money because you know that. Kane is going to cost a lot. Salah is going to cost a lot. Um, Go out and do it. Let's move a little more defensively and just sort of talk about a concept involving goalkeepers. And that's that um, while the David De Gea's and and similar types of goalkeepers like him are super expensive, you may want to get one sort of... uh, well-known, respected, slash expensive player like a De Gea, but you don't need to spend like that for both of your goalkeepers. So look for bargain goalkeepers, and sometimes those originate from the newly promoted teams. So Matty Ryan um, is a really great example of one of those. Points per million-wise for goalkeepers, he was second. 31.7 points per million. Um, for him, Fabianski was was just above him. Fabianski only four point seven million. Matt Ryan was uh, four point six million. So, and Lossell, another newly promoted team, uh, was twenty nine point three points per million. Also, four point six million pounds is what he costs. Um, but a lot of, a lot of value again for very little money spent.
0: Yeah, and if we actually take a look at it, De Gea, um is actually
1: below yep. all of them, and it sh- it shows that value is key. Value is key. Um, you know, you're always going to have, you know, a, a handful of um, or build your team, I guess I should say, around a core of um, those top point getting uh, players. De Bruyne, Salah, Aubameyang, Kane, Kane, players like that, De Gea. Um, But then you need need bench players and you need other inexpensive players. So value is really, really key. And the value next season at the goalkeeping position could come from a couple of the newly promoted goalkeepers, um, John Ruddy of Wolverhampton and Neil Etheridge of Cardiff City. Um, The scout is saying those are definitely guys to keep an eye on um, as you start to formulate your strategy on how to build your team. And of course, as the summer goes on and the closer we get to uh, when the new fantasy uh, Premier League season begins, we'll start getting really specific and offer up a lot of tips, uh, both here on the podcast and on Instagram to help people along with that. So there's a little old competition going on this Sunday called the Champions League Final. Have you ever I've... heard of it? No, I haven't. Either. No, it's a big deal um, well, in according
0: some, to some people. places.
1: Yeah, some people. There's a team uh, called Real Madrid taking on a team called Liverpool, and I think they're pretty famous. Yeah. Um, but all joking aside, huge game coming up. Really exciting match. It's, you know, it's uh, Real Madrid are um, are sort of used to, to having a ticket to this party and, and playing in the final. Um, fairly new to this Liverpool team. Yep. Um, so, you know, a lot of excitement comes along with that. A lot of nerves do sometimes, too. But the Liverpool team have been on fire. Yep. I would, and honestly, I would
0: say the opposite for Real Madrid. Yeah. They've been kind of average in the league this year but it's almost kind of like a new team when it comes to Champions it
1: League. It does. I was just going to say, however, uh, once they get into Champions League mode, yeah, they are. They're a, they're a different team. Um, it's not even necessarily like they're playing um, easier teams. Right. In fact, they're
0: probably playing more difficult teams consistently.
1: With the attack of both teams, there could be a lot of goals scored.
0: Yeah, and also considering the sort of shaky defenses, Yeah, I could see a very high-scoring match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, so it'll be interesting to see if Real Madrid's front three uh, can outdo Liverpool's front three. So any predictions um, from you on this game? Um, I'll say 4-2 Real Madrid. Wow, that's a lot of goals. Um, I'm going to say, what am I going to say? I think we're going to go into extra time. I think we're going to be at 3-all. And then 4-3 to Real Madrid, and you know who's going to get it. It'll be a garbage goal, but you know who's going to get it.
0: If that happens, I think it'll be a penalty.
1: (laughs) Penaldo? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So I say 4-3 on that. Now, um, we are looking at um, a predictor here that says 53% uh, chance of Real Madrid winning it. And of course, 47% for Liverpool. So, um, fairly even.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a bit, uh, difficult to predict, uh, at least Real Madrid, just because you never know what they're going to bring. You never know yeah. if it's going to be the La Liga right, or if it's going to be the Champions League. And it seems like Ronaldo, uh, is, is always, um, up there for big games.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's got the La Liga season behind him now. Um, he's looking forward, of course, to the World Cup, and this—he's all eyes are on him um, when they go into this. So he loves um, the spotlight, of course. So I think he'll go out, and uh, and I think we'll see him score at least a couple of goals in this game. But that should be exciting. So um, wherever you are watching it. Enjoy, and of course, we'll post some content on our Instagram page, um, talking about that. Speaking of the World Cup, and we will start to provide lots more content as we get closer to that tournament. Of course, um, a lot of squads have been announced, the 23-man roster, some surprises of players being left off <clears throat> um, that uh, that have gone around social media quite a bit and and on all the the different sports news channels and stuff. Um but let's talk about uh the chances of winning the World Cup. Um we're looking at um something published by Bleacher Report Football uh that is a model based on 10,000 simulations, the probability of winning the 2018 World Cup. Mm. So let's, uh, let's start with least likely to most likely. So it looks like we've got about 10 teams here or so. All right. And Josh, why don't you do the honors of taking us through this list, and we'll go from least likely to most likely to win the World Cup. All right. So the
0: team that's least likely to win the World Cup, we actually have three. We have Uruguay, Switzerland,
1: and Mexico. Yep. All at 1.8% chance of winning the World Cup. All right, next, uh, with 3.1%, Portugal. Mm-hmm. I would have thought they'd maybe be a little bit higher. They had a great performance in um, the Euros. Yeah, they always... They're not the <clears throat> best team to watch,
0: but they sort of yeah. scrap, uh, yeah. scrappy and they get wins. Yep. Yeah. Okay, with 4.9%, Argentina.
1: Yeah, who just lost their goalkeeper, Sergio Romero, yeah, to so an a injury. Yeah, so big there.
0: I... I would feel there's a, a pretty high chance they could get to the final or the semifinal. Yeah. But then it just drops immensely when to
1: the final. They're just not as stacked and as deep as some of these other teams that we'll talk about in a second are.
0: In fact, they're they're kind of like a one man team at the moment, at least. Pretty much. All right. With five point three percent, Belgium, they're kind of just in the middle.
1: Roger N'Golan uh, has ended his international career because he got snubbed. Yeah. From the team, so unhappy about that.
0: Seven point three percent, France. I would think that will be a little bit higher.
1: I would too, actually. France is a team with a lot of depth, um, so I'm I am surprised that uh, that they're not more likely to win. But they're also fairly young. Yeah, maybe that's why. Uh, in my opinion, the biggest surprise in fourth place with eight point five percent, England. Yeah, a lot of a lot of very good. Well-known players on that team, but they can never seem to come together as a single unit uh, in the way that that you need to to win. Yeah, something like the World Cup.
0: Yeah, they're a very great team, and the, the thing is with England is for most of the players at least we know that they're going to have great seasons in the Premier League the next year. Yeah, like Kane, Ali, we know these Kyle guys, Walker. Yeah, I mean, we know these guys are going to have good seasons, but it's just can they perform
1: on the international level? Yeah. Yep, And, I mean, they can't even beat Iceland, so... I think that has a lot to do with chemistry, and for whatever reason, um, they just can't get it together. Yep. All right? Uh, okay, and then top three. Um, in third, Spain with
0: 16.1%. I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Spain, uh, who left some notable players out of their squads. Pedro, Cesc... Marata, Morata. Uh, David Villa thought maybe there was a slim chance... <clears throat> or he thought there was a slim chance of, of him getting onto the team. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, Spain's leftovers, as it were, um, could could be a great team on its own, a yep. great uh, Spain B team if they needed mm-hmm. one. Okay, and then the top two, no
0: surprise here, except maybe surprising the order, Brazil in second with a
1: 19.8% chance. Yes, a great starting eleven. And maybe a couple of great bench players, but I don't think they have the depth of the team in the first spot. But a young, mostly young, definitely have some experienced players like a Marcelo, uh, Felipe Luiz, players like that. Um, but a lot of great, exciting younger players too, yep. like Ederson and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Brazil are going to be a fun team to watch for sure during the World Cup. And Brazilians travel well. Um, they are not shy about letting you know that they're from Brazil. And, um, and just that, that energy that they bring with them. When I was uh, in Atlanta here for the 1996 uh, Olympics, Brazilian, at any event we were at and Brazil was competing, it was, it was amazing to watch those fans uh, go to work.
0: All right, and no surprise, first place with 24%, so winning
1: uh, one every four times is Mm -hmm. Germany. Germany, yes. A ton of depth and a ton of talent on that team. Hard to argue against them. They're the current uh, World Cup title holder, Mm -hmm. and um, they're just very methodical in what they do. They are classically trained German footballers um, and... They, they get it done. They do. They get it done. Um, I, I definitely can't argue with the fact that they have a great chance of winning. Yeah, the World Cup.
0: There's pretty much no weak points in their team, and you can, and if there is one, they can just fill them in with someone else.
1: That's the thing. Their their bench players would be most countries' A team without a question.
0: Yeah, and for Germany, you can pretty much just take. The whole Bundesliga
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you just get to pick the best the best team pretty much yeah just you've had the best team in the, in the Bundesliga okay there's probably a 50 percent, 70 percent chance for yeah German young
1: team you got a, a player or so you got Cruz uh in La Liga you got Ozil mm-hmm. in the Premier League and stuff but yeah for the most part you're basically taking Bayern Munich's team
0: yeah and a few players here and there
1: yeah that's your team that's your team um so, you know, we're going to post more stuff. We want to hear your guys' thoughts on who you think um, is going to win the World Cup and how, how your favorite team, let us know who your favorite team is and how you think they're going to do in it. Um, and also, uh, FIFA 18 is going to release yep. uh, World Cup. In three days. In three yep. days. Yep. That'd be exciting. So we're recording this on the 24th of May. Um, So we're also posting a lot of content on our Instagram page regarding uh, the World Cup on FIFA 18. So uh, that'll be fun and exciting. A lot of people are going to play that. So a lot of great cards going around and stuff. Um, I think that's going to do it for now, guys. We'll be back uh, towards the end of the weekend with an update. We'll talk about the Champions League final and then look a little bit more um, closely at the World Cup. All right. Until next time, we say peace. peace. Goodbye.